Come on. Laura, are you ready? I am ready. <laughs> Excellent. I'm ready. The people are ready. Let's go. Welcome to Money Savage Engage. This is George Grumbacher. Laura Michelle Powers is an entertainer. She is a celebrity psychic, an actress, a model, a host, singer, a writer, speaker, and a podcast host. I'm excited to have you on. Laura, tell us a little bit about your personal life, some more about your work, and why you do what you do. Yeah, so I do a lot of different things, and um, ever since I was little, I've seen and sensed ghosts, so that has to do with my my main profession at the time. I grew up thinking I was actually crazy, probably, because (laughs) I saw things that other people didn't see, so I just learned to just check out other people noticing this, and then I would, you know, gauge based on that whether... I would talk about certain things that I was seeing or experiencing and this got stronger uh, as I got older. And then when I was in college, a family friend described a ghost that I'd seen, but never told anyone about. So that was a real changing moment for me when I knew, okay, I don't think you can see a hallucination of mine. (laughs) So I knew it wasn't just in my head, um, but I was still pretty freaked out about it. So I basically kind of psychically shut down and proceeded to live my life very analytically and fast forward many years and I was in a really bad place in my life. It kind of came to a head for me during the recession. My marriage fell apart. I, I had become physically ill. Uh, I was on sleeping pills, you know, overweight. Um, I had a contract position which ended. So I was then unemployed looking for a job when there were no jobs. <laughs> and I went to a psychic just basically to try to get a sense in, of my life and figure out this mess that I had gotten myself into. And she explained how when I'd done that, I, when I set, shut down my psychic abilities, I basically shut down my own intuition and how to navigate. So I started taking psychic classes and that just really opened things back up again. And I had been working in politics and government. So I did a total 180, went back into some of my more creative work, started working as an actress while I was building my psychic business. And then I realized I made a lot more money as a psychic. So I shifted my focus mainly to that, but I still love all the creative work that I do. And so, yeah, now uh, that's my main work. I focus on helping others, including through business with my psychic abilities and also do a lot of my creative things on the side and feel really blessed to be able to do what I do. And because I have this background uh, in government and politics, which is where I was working before, I have a lot of clients that are lawyers in government. So I'm kind of unusual in in a psychic in that way because I've been in those worlds. So I have a lot of clients in those sectors. Nice. Fascinating. So you grew up seeing, sensing ghosts and you thought, okay, nobody else has seen this. And then you had the, had the, (laughs) had the experience where somebody else said, no, I'm, I'm, I think I see the same things that you are. And that was, that was validating. Um, fascinating. Yeah. And and they actually brought it up. I didn't say it. Like hmm. he had this experience, described this ghost that I'd never told anyone about. And it was like, wow, okay, I guess, I guess that's real. If he's, you know, volunteering this information to me and I've never even said that I was seeing anything. Yeah. So when, 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 when people are engaging with you, what, what are they hoping to, 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 to get out of the interaction? Well, there's so many different reasons. So I'm a medium, which means I communicate with spirits on the other side. Um, I as well see people's potential futures. I see people's energy bodies. So I can see physical things that are going on in people's bodies. So it could be anything from looking at a health issue. It could be looking at relationships. You know, does a person have karma with someone else? You know, what is the likely outcome of certain choices? And that's why I work a lot with business owners, because I can look at the energy of, of, you know, 
different people for them to hire? Is it time to let someone go? You know, different sectors. What does it make sense for them to go into or not go into? And I work frequently with clients uh, with somewhat regularity, unless of course someone wants to communicate with someone on the other side. That's usually just a one-off or, or maybe just, you know, a couple of times checking in with that loved one. Got it. So this episode is brought to you by Money Alignment Academy. If you are looking for a financial wellness platform for your company, your organization, and your employees, check out moneyalignmentacademy.com or click on the link in the notes of the show. I, I, I don't know why I'm, I'm, I'm trying to find a term, is it? Because <laughs> that's kind of silly. So people are just interested in different things. Some people are interested in making sure that, that, that their team is optimized and people are just interested in probably living the best lives that they can. Exactly. So I work a lot with people like, you know, where do you want to go? How can you get there? Also, is is that vision for yourself aligned? Because one of the mistakes that people make is they're trying to go for something that their soul simply doesn't want to do or that isn't aligned for them on their path. And then then they just really struggle. And it's it's like when you just feel like you're hitting your head against a wall or something. So really checking in on the soul level what's good. And then also just trying to get a deeper understanding of why things are playing out the way that they are. You know, why do you feel that way about that particular person? You know, we frequently have karmic patterns and relationships with people. And when we can look at a past life, we can get a deeper understanding of what's happening now, and then also how to heal and to shift it. So this is a a very frequent thing that I do. And it's also so fascinating, the things that come up. So I think a lot of people are just initially curious, but then there are elements of what I do that are, you know, similar to counseling slash coaching, but then I'm looking at all the psychic stuff in addition to those pieces. Yeah, that, 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 that is fascinating. So when people say I'm interested in being rich and famous and having mansions and you say, (laughs) well, that's all fine and well, but that's not really aligned with, with your soul. Tell me, tell me more about that. Um, I think it it could be, but it depends on the person. And for example, it may be that that person can get there, but maybe there are some lessons or things they have to work through clear or shift in order to get there. And then the deeper question is, why are they wanting those things? You know, and maybe there's actually something else or something deeper that can be worked on instead of those things or in order for those things to come in for them. Yeah. So, and, and, and how does one go through that process of figuring that out? So basically during a reading or session, we, I always check in with the client and see, you know, what it is that they're trying to accomplish, you know, what's on their mind, what do they feel are their obstacles, and then I psychically just get information from the sort of spirit team to help them with that. So basically act as a, as a go-between from, you know, these angels and other divine sources to help them figure that out. And, you know, sometimes things come up that are not what a person was initially asking about, but it relates to the bigger picture. And then sometimes it's just very targeted to whatever it is that they're looking at. Yeah. I'm sure that it must be just like, it's fascinating to me to just have a regular conversation with somebody to learn about them, right? Through a standard interpersonal communication versus what you are doing, which is obviously just different layers and, 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 and levels. What, what do most people want? Gosh, I mean, I think ultimately it's to be loved, to understood, to lead a good life materially. I mean, and that means different things for different people, but I think that the main thing is to be loved, accepted, appreciated, 
and then just to have a, a comfortable life, whatever that means for that person. Yeah. Yeah. I think that that's well said. And I, I, I just, I figured I'd just ask these questions, even though they're these big <laughs> sort of existential questions. And, 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 and when, when you're, I mean, so you're, you're having interactions with, with spirits, with, with ghosts, with, with other entities of some kind from, from just times. It, 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 how, how, how do you view time? Oh, time is complex because yes, we experience it as being linear, but I don't believe that it completely is in the spiritual aspect, meaning that something that we do now can actually in some ways affect the past and also obviously affect the future. In in many ways, I think it's kind of like all happening at once. And the other thing that is fascinating with all of this is the multidimensional aspect, because I do believe that there are different realities, you know, different planes, different timelines. Yeah. So it's all quite complex, actually. Well, there, there must be, because I do not see ghosts or spirits, but you do. So that suggests that there are, I mean, who else knows what's, 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 what's all around me, <laughs> right? There's things I can't see, but, but I, I know are there. Um, fascinating. Do you have a sense, we've talked about what people want. Do you have a sense of, of, of what really makes people happy? Yeah, I mean, I think it's a, a lot of what I talked about before. I mean, people tend to focus on the external aspects. And, you know, if I have this much money or if I, if I accomplish this, I, I will feel good. And so people tend to pursue those things. And sometimes they get satisfaction. But if they don't have, you know, a feeling of love in their life, if they don't have also a love of themselves and an appreciation of themselves. Cause I think love for mothers actually starts with us being to love and appreciate ourselves. Then it will just feel hollow. And I know because I have, you know, I have celebrity clients, I have millionaire clients, billionaire clients. And, you know, I think the assumption is that once we have all those things that we will feel better, but it's like not necessarily sometimes not necessarily. And that's why it's really important to do that internal work and not just be pursuing like external metrics all the time. Yeah. Well, we've all heard that that money will not make you happy, and we've all heard about uh, the millionaires, billionaires, people with lots of money who are who are absolutely miserable. Um, and so it, it's fascinating. I just read. I just read last night. Um, it used to be that that sort of the common thinking was once you're making over seventy thousand dollars a year, when you start making more money, that your level of happiness does not increase. But this new study refutes that. So who really knows? But I think, do you have thoughts on that? Well, I think the bar should be much higher than that. Personally, I think that we can have a lot more. And I do believe that our rising tide lifts all ships. You know, the more that we each individually have, the more we can help and support others. And so I, I believe that we should, you know, strive for that. Um, I'm not one of those like you shouldn't have too much, you know, that's bad or something. I really don't believe in that. But it's just important to keep in mind that money is a magnifier from my perspective as a psychic, meaning more money just magnifies whatever patterns and feelings you already have. So if you feel great, you have a lot of gratitude, you love life, money is just going to make all that so much better. But if you have some unhealthy patterns, it's really going to magnify those to the point where actually it could be quite painful. And you see that with, you know, someone who, you know, wins the lottery and all of a sudden they have so much money and then these patterns manifest and then they end up like, you know, drug, drug addicted and homeless and like, <laughs> you know, worse than they are than they were before. So I think more money is great, but you have to work on those patterns 
to heal and shift them in order for it to feel good for yourself. That said, I think most people, I think the bar should be like, you know, one to 200 K <laughs> honestly. I mean, of course that depends on where you are in the world, but sure. to feel really not stressed about money and just be able to do some of the things that you want to do. Yeah, no, I, I, I 100% agree that 70,000 number or whatever it was never really made any sense to me. So love and appreciation of self with, without that, um, I, I'm wanting to jump and, and, and use a word like worthiness and, 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 and then deserving. What are your thoughts on those two terms? Yeah, completely. I think we're raised in a time when there it, we, we tend to be taught a lot of kind of lack in terms of how we think of ourselves. We're not enough or, or we have to do these things in order to be valid. When really, I think on a soul level, we're amazing, beautiful souls and we don't need those things to be valid as a, as a person or as a soul or to be worthy of love. We just are wonderful beings, but we tend to forget that. And, um, you know, we have to go through our own process in terms of finding our path and finding how to love ourselves. And, and again, what most people do is try to get that validation externally. And then they think once I have that, I will feel good. I will love myself, except it just doesn't really work that way. We have to start with ourselves first. Is the way that I was born and, and that was really the perfect expression of, of, of George. And then just stuff got piled on top. And then once I start doing this work, is it just trying to get down to my my original baby yeah, George? I think, <laughs> yeah, I think that's part of it. But then we also have our soul lessons. So we may have chosen to incarnate in a life in which we had just the challenges that we needed. In fact, that, that's always the case that we, you know, it's, it's a purposeful decision, you know, which life we're born into. And so we are likely to have situations and circumstances, which actually in some ways make it harder for us to find that because there's a lesson associated with that. So if we're working on a lot of self-love, we may have been born into a situation where we didn't experience a lot of love externally so that we learned to really find that love from within ourselves. So like in my case, I was born into an abusive situation. So I really had to work hard to just say, okay, like that isn't, that didn't come from me initially from my, you know, family situation and the way that I would have liked. And so I really have to clear that and just understand that wasn't about me in that way, if that makes sense. Yeah, well, a thousand percent does, right? It's not my fault that, it's not your fault that you were born into a, a, a bad situation. Right. Um, how you react to it. But as a child, though, right, you, you're not really equipped with the tools to react to that. So then it's once you're at, at, at a level where you have some agency, how how you're responding? Yes, in a way, I, I think that's true. We know, of course, we don't think we have those tools and we have to learn in our lifetime. But at the same time, we're never given something that we can't handle on a soul level. So as funny as it sounds, I do think that our soul growth is very much like a video game. There are different levels and, you know, you don't get uh, like a level 10 baddie at level one, meaning if you have a big challenge, it means like your soul is ready for that in this lifetime. Even though I think a lot of times we feel like, oh my gosh, I don't know how to handle this. This is horrible. We wouldn't be in that situation if we didn't have the tools to manage. Got it. Nice. So what are, some things that you wish that more people understood about this? Yeah, I, I wish that people understood 
that it's a lot more complex than what we're told. You know, that our relationships, our perspective of reality, why things are happening, that there is something deep behind it. So that that's one thing. And then also just to understand our own power. Like I think a lot of people tend to think that we're just like tumbleweeds in the wind and things just unfold when we have an incredible amount of influence on what happens to us in our lives. And basically the universe is constantly responding to us, our choices, our thoughts, our feelings. So very much, I give the analogy that the universe is like a Netflix queue. Whatever we kind of say yes to, the universe sends us more. So that includes things we don't want. So the more we engage with things that we don't want, the more we get more of that. So it's just really important to have that awareness and make sure we're choosing, connecting, following up with the things that we really want to bring more of into our lives. So intention is is, is super important. Intention and action, because we might have an intention and then our actions are something completely different, but the actions are the most important. Although I think it's important to really be clear in our intentions and then try to make sure that our actions are aligning with our true intentions and desires. Nice. I appreciate that. So for people who are listening and say, well, yes, this is, I'm certainly interested in, 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 in maximizing and, and being a happy person and having the life that I want and, and getting more of the things that I want is it how, how how do they dive into the work? Is it journaling? Is it just thinking back? So I, yeah, I think self-reflection and really looking within ourselves, which journaling is a great tool. It's wonderful. I'm a big fan of meditation and I really encourage everyone to tap into their own intuition and psychic abilities because then you're able to really better navigate for yourself and figure these things out. And even though most people don't have the experience that I do where they can see ghosts and non-physical beings and, you know, potential futures and all that. Um, with practice, a lot of people actually can. It's just that we don't have psychic, you know, section of school when we were growing up. We right. don't learn our, our psychic <laughs> ABCs. So I'm a big advocate of that. And I do a lot of psychic development and training of people so that they can understand more clearly for themselves why things are happening and how to navigate. I love it. Laura, Savage Nation is ready for your difference-making tip. What do you have for them? Yeah, just to remember your power and know that you can have a huge impact in the world. And just because you're, you know, one small seeming being within the world doesn't mean that you're actually small in terms of your influence. And you look at like an atom bomb as an example, you know, that tiniest aspect, you know, of you know, this framework of life has the most powerful explosion and it doesn't have to be just in a destructive way just to remember that we are incredibly powerful in terms of our potential impact in the world as well as what we can create for ourselves. So not just for others, but also for ourselves. And the more that we remember that and then make conscious choices about what we're choosing to engage with and what we're trying to create in the world, the better things turn out, not just for us, but for everyone and for the world as a whole. Well, I think that that is great stuff that definitely gets come on, come on. <laughs> what an amazing, amazing metaphor or, or analogy about the atom bomb. It is this tiny thing and creates this massive destruction or impact. So that's yeah. incredible. I've never thought about it like that. <laughs> it's a good one, Laura. Nice. <laughs> well, well, Laura, thank you so much for coming on. Uh, where can Savage Nation learn more about you? How can people engage with you? 
Sure. So my psychic website is healingpowers.net. Again, tied in with my last name, Powers. And then for my creative work, it's laurapowers.net. So love to connect with people also on social media. For social media, I'm at Twitter at that Laura Powers. I'm at Instagram at Laura Powers 44, the number. And then I'm on Facebook at Healing Powers. And my email is bookings at laurapowers.net. Awesome. Well, Savage Nation, if you enjoyed this as much as I did, show Laura your appreciation and share today's show with a friend who also appreciates good ideas, go to healingpowers.net. Go to laurapowers.net. You can find her on social media. I'll list all those in the notes of the show. Thanks again, Laura. Thanks so much for having me. And until next time, keep fighting the good fight as we are all in this together. <laughs>